guys, welcome to the Females in Motorsport podcast. Whether you're a new fan or not, everyone is welcome here. With the Females in Motorsport platform, I have had the opportunity to chat with some amazing women in the motorsport business today. And today we have another mega talented driver joining us on the show. Please welcome Zoe. How are you doing today, Zoe? I'm doing so great. How are you? I'm doing great too. Thank you so much. Um, as I was saying before, your makeup looks fantastic. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I'll have to drop the makeup routine. Yes, yes. I think you should. I think you should. It's going to be like a PSA for everyone. <laughs> yes. So I like to start every episode with just asking a little bit about how you discovered your love for racing because I'm sure it goes years back considering you know you're a driver for me it was very recent so I'd like to learn about everybody's background so can you tell us a little bit about how you discovered that this is the path you wanted to pursue? Yeah so when I started racing I was around 11 years old and I always loved off-roading when I was younger I had a little quad when I was around two years old, but I just loved driving around. I always had the need for speed. I love to go fast. I did do gymnastics for a couple years um, in between. I was like, oh, yeah, I love going fast, but mm. I really like the sport gymnastics. And then uh, when I turned 11, I had family friends that were in karting, and they were like, you should just come try it out. Like, you've always loved off-roading. You should just see if you like it. And I was like, Oh, no, so dangerous. I would never like something like that. Like, that's so crazy. I ended up going to out to a local track here in Phoenix. Um, it's called Phoenix Cart Racing Association. We uh, I tested their my friend's cart and I ended up loving it. My parents eventually were fortunate enough to get me a cart and I just raced locally for a while. Mm -hmm. And then I discovered that you could race nationally and go up the ranks. And I was like, that sounds so fun. Um, what I love about karting is it's a very family oriented sport. So I got to spend with time with my family so much. We grew so close. I feel like in other sports like soccer, football, you don't have that one on one time with your family. You're kind of just like, okay, you do your game and then you come off track. Yeah, you go on the racetrack and you come off track, but you, it's so quick pace in karting. You're only on the track for 20 minutes and then you're waiting an hour. And then you're on track again for 20 minutes and then you're waiting an hour. So I would never take, I would like absolutely love the all the time I got spent with my family um, in karting. And I went up the ranks and I, around 15, 16, you get asked, okay, do you want to take this like seriously? Do you want to make this a career? And I was like, yes, of course. I don't even have my driver's license yet, but I would love to. <laughs> And I got the opportunity in 2019 to run Formula 4. And it was my first time running open wheel. I absolutely loved it. They wanted a female driver um, to run their tropical drink. They had an energy drink. And I was like, yes, palm trees on the car. It gets to be pink. <laughs> like, this is perfect. This is my dream. And yeah, that's how I just really found the love for motorsports. The community was amazing. Um, everyone welcomed me with open arms. I loved all the karting teams I ran with. And I think that really just built such an amazing uh, love for the sport for me. I love how you talked about how it drew you closer to your family because it's true. It is a very like family oriented sport. So many drivers always talk about how much you know their pa parents would like to come with them to the racetrack every weekend, which is like a big family activity. And I agree. I don't think people talk about that enough. So I love that you mentioned it. And it is like, it is kind of nice, actually, because you're right, like not other sports um, give you that kind of 
time with your family if anything it takes away time with your family yeah so I think racing is kind of the opposite which is kind of nice yeah my mom um really learned how to be become a mechanic so she literally worked on all my engines worked on my go-kart we figured it out together and it was just such a bonding experience that I wouldn't trade for the world love that girl power I love that girl mom energy (laughs) yes both of us girls pushing the cart up it was so funny it was yeah it wasn't as popular um there wasn't as many females in carding um Mm -hmm. when you're younger yeah but they kind of phase out as you get older so when I was 16 going up to the go-kart track and my mom still pushing my go-kart it was so fun yeah (laughs) so I know you mentioned that you've raced in f4 I know you've also raced in a couple of other series since then um but I know you're also very very active in the motorsport world like you're working with Haas this year and that you have a lot of activity going on in general so if I ask you where you see yourself in the next five six ten years what would you say I would say first off I really want to start something for younger people getting into the sport I would love to start I wish I had when I was younger someone to guide me a certain way I've tapped into a lot of different routes of racing, and I would never trade that. I love the experience that I have under my belt, but it would be amazing to have an older female racer to have help guide you in a certain direction that you feel that is best for you. So I would love to create something like that within the next five to ten years, and also would just love to be racing IndyCar. IndyCar is just my dream. Um, it's the route that I was always told to go when I was younger. Um, just cause I've raced here in the States. It's kind of just the normal when you're doing karting road courses versus like midgets and stuff, you kind of go the NASCAR route. And so, um, I would see myself starting something that I can, a organization that I can help younger women get into the series that they want to. And also the, my dream series as well, IndyCar. And then also just working my way. I love interviewing. I interview in karting as well for Kart Chaser. Um, I love teaching younger kids how to be able to speak because it is such a big thing now to be able to talk in front of a camera, which when I was kind of growing up, it wasn't really like that as much. Mm -hmm. But it's a necessity that you need, a skill that you need to have in racing. Um, I think racing, now you need a full package in order to make it to the top. And that's the kind of shift that we're in. And I would love to just help younger, the younger generation. Yeah. Figure it out. So true. There is this huge change coming about. And I think younger carters need to be a little bit more aware of those changes. It's so funny. I was thinking about this just yesterday. There's so many of these old videos of F1 drivers, you know, when they used to cart. And like these funny videos keep coming up of how they used to react to like incidents and stuff like that yeah yeah and obviously they were not media trained like they were so young and media training was just not a thing back then yeah. but now it's very real like it has you have to go through like rounds of media training hours of media training because there is just so much more scrutiny now in the media because the sport is becoming more and more popular and there's just these different streams that people can look at people some people are just generally passionate about karting some people are passionate about indie cars some about f1 so everyone has a different focus so now everyone kind of has to pull up their socks and like you know go through all those things now and starting at a very young age so I think just maybe having even you as someone who's interviewing them is probably so nice to see 
for young female drivers specifically, because most of the time they probably don't even see any female drivers doing anything. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah. I I also love that you said that um, you want to race an IndyCar at some point because I have very recently gotten into IndyCar. So transparently, I got into F1 and then I got into IndyCar. Like IndyCar has okay. been very, very recent. And okay. like, I want to say a couple of months maybe. So like super recent. But I was watching the Indy 500 and then right before that, I was watching along the 100 Days to Indy um, okay. show. And oh my God, it was... It was nothing short of iconic because it's yeah. just like truly anything can change in like one lap's time. Like, like the racing is so so close, and yeah. I just feel like the the vibe and the energy is just so like chill for the lack of a better word. It's like so welcoming and like yeah. so much more accessible. And I re- I'm really really enjoying following IndyCar, which I, I I never knew that I would. So I love that you mentioned that. Yeah, IndyCar is just, it's such a welcoming community, and every time I'm at the racetrack, it just, like, feels like home. Like, I'm like, yes, I love it here. I was just at the Indy 500 as well, and it's just, it's just the energy in the stadium, and everybody has their pick of who's going to win, and you don't know who's really going to win. Like, it can change at any moment. I really love that aspect of racing, when the top 10 could finish first, and you don't know who it is. Right, I agree, I exactly. And I think that's that's what's missing with F1 at least this season, that you know who it's gonna you know who's gonna be winning for most of the races and if something even remotely happens that that might not be the case, everybody gets so excited. But like how often is that really happening? Right? Like how often yeah. are we having incidents and like punctures and stuff like that? So I think IndyCar really brings that aspect to anyone who's watching, you know, who follows F1 to be like, okay, like we have really close racing. It's open wheel racing and you know it's something that can be a lot more exciting if that's you know that's that action is something you're craving. Yeah, I have a very Formula One fan base on TikTok and I'm really trying to introduce IndyCar in like mm-hmm. the best way possible to educate other people and be like this is just as good. Like you love Formula One, you're bound to love IndyCar. And like, 100%. I'm trying to like bring in that content. Yeah. I would even go as far to say if you like F1, you will definitely like IndyCar. But if you like IndyCar, you might not like F1. Yeah. Just because the racing <laughs> is so different, you know? Yeah. I think that's definitely 100% true. Yeah. And it's pretty like, you can, once you know F1, you probably can understand IndyCar a little faster and quicker. There's things that are different, but it's really, really easy to grasp. Yeah, 100%. Like, definitely there's a bit of a learning curve. Like, if you, when you start watching any motorsport in the beginning, but I feel like it's just like anything else. Like, the more you watch it, the more, you know, you follow content creators and, like, media and things like that. You just get used to it. Yeah. It's so so much more access, too. I was looking around at the Indy 500, and I haven't been since I was super young. And the amount of access they give to so many different people is insane. I was like mind blown because I've been around Formula One for so long now that I haven't really attended a lot of IndyCar races except the ones that I'm racing stadium super trucks at. So I never really get to like walk around and see like who's getting access to where. But I see it all the time in Formula One and I'm like, oh my gosh, I just know like the people that follow me on TikTok like would love this like they would you get so close to the car and nothing's covered it's very odd like they don't cover like the shocks or anything it's crazy 
I would love that. I'm really hoping to make it to an IndyCar race. If they're not this year, like next year, I really, really want to come. It just looks like so much more access, so much more like visibility into the car, into the teams. Like I, everyone describes the environment as like electric. Electric is the word. So Yes, yeah. I would completely agree. <sighs> so fun. So I know you mentioned you've been working a lot with F1. You've been around like uh, the paddock recently. And I know you've been working with Haas specifically. So... This year, I would love to know what has been like one of your learnings just working with an F1 team. Working with Haas, you realize how much of a team it takes to like put on what goes on. I think like just being around the garage and watching everyone work together, the spaces are tight. So I mainly do garage tours and I also get to interview the drivers as well for the paddock club which is so much fun. I literally never would ever think that I would be able to interview Formula One drivers. It's so crazy. It's such a great opportunity and being able to like speak their language as well. But it takes an army to put on what they do. And I think learning, like just observing and watching, I'm like, how do you even, how do you not bump into each other in the garage? There's like <laughs> such a meaning to the madness. I'm like, you guys are impressive because I'm taking people through. There's like a group of eight of us walking through and they all managed to not like, I would trip and fall on the car and it would break into pieces. Like they all are with each other the entire year. So they like really get down into what works for them, what everyone's role is and everyone has to mesh together. No one can have any like I mean, imagine if you had, like, beef in there. Like, <laughs> I would be like, oh, my God, this is, this is tight quarters. You can't afford to have beef in there. Yeah, don't, don't want to have beef with each other. Like, they really are tight quarters. And I think just learning and observing that it's such a team aspect and watching them all work together and be so respectful to each other, has really, it's really, like, inspiring to see yeah. them be able to put on such such a great, like, just it's it's amazing it's like mind-blowing what they do yeah I agree it's so funny because just last week I was at Circuit of the Americas for a media event and one of the events they had they set up like food and drinks and everything was in a garage so like where usually the teams would have the cars and the drivers and stuff and for a second it didn't it didn't hit me that was a garage and I looked around and you can then you see the, you know, the doors and like how it opens into the pit lane and I was like is this a garage? And they were like, yeah, 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 it is. And I was like, okay, this is like small. You know, I didn't, I didn't yeah. realize. And obviously, like, Kota is a permanent F1 track, so it's very intentionally built. So it doesn't get bigger than that. So I was just like, wow, like, this is quite, this is, first of all, it was incredible to be in that place. Yeah. But second of all, it was just like, this is so interesting because... I, w I did picture it very, very differently. And now that you're telling me that, you know, they are like tight quarters and like, I, I can't, it makes sense to me now visually that that would be like, you know, it's kind of like a little bubble for the weekend and you really can't afford to be, you know, having beef, for example. Yeah, I know. It's so crazy. And to watch them, I ended up staying after and thanking the team and everything for being so kind to me and welcoming me with open arms in Miami because it was my first race working with them. And the way they tear down too, I'm like, it is just like, they have to have a checklist or something because the way they tear it down so quickly, I like learned a fun fact that within seven hours of the checkered flag, 
it's completely packed away and ready to be shipped off to the next race. That's wild. That's wild. And they have so many panels in there and there's so many spare parts. It's just crazy how they're able yeah. to do that. Yeah. Even uh, when I was at Kota, they told me that they bring like over 700 like plane tons of stuff. That's wild. Like who can even imagine that? I can't even visualize what that would look like. I know. It's, yeah. it's so crazy how it's all put on. Yeah, and you're right, like, it just, like, it comes on, it's all there, and then a few hours later, it's all gone. It is just what it is, I guess. <laughs> I, w- I don't know how they do the time change and everything, too. I'm like, you guys definitely have, like, some sort of checklist routine. <laughs> I'm like, can I see your routine? Not the yes. makeup routine. I want to see your guys' daily routine. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I want to switch back to karting for just a minute because I know you said that you know when you start off there's a lot of women young girls who are karting with you but as you grow older and they start phasing off which is very very true and it's interesting actually F1 Academy's latest Discover Your Drive is kind of based on that stat that like about 45,000 young girls go to one of those karting venues that they're partnering with but a very small percentage actually end up competing. So this is a very real global problem. But I'm interested to know, like in your opinion and experience, like what resources and tools can be given to young girls that would help them compete or would help them, you know, follow through with racing as a career path? I think some resources that would help would be starting something like what I want to start, um, being a younger women and you have taken the steps and taken the route up there and going back to the roots and giving back to the community is so important to me. I think need those people that have had successful stories in motorsports and have made it to the top, go back and really inspire these younger women and be like, this is what you can do. I think resources as well I would love to tell my younger self, like, you just need to go out there and make connections. Connections is the biggest thing in motorsport that's not very much talked about. Um, you have to go meet people. It's it's getting your foot in the door, and you need people talking about you because we all want one thing to race at the top level, and we all need money to get there. So you just really have to have that mindset of I just am going to go introduce myself to this team because I want to race for them one day or I really just want to be around the racetrack and talk to engineers and talk to these people in order to really take that next step in motorsports and I just think that the resources you just need many many connections from the ground up and I would love to be able to just give advice as someone who's gone through the ranks and take that to the very beginning level like eight years old I want to be able to start helping people yeah networking is so so important in motorsport you're absolutely right like even if you're not in in driving I have found even as a content creator as a podcast host as anything in this world you have to kind of you know put yourself a little bit out out there and just you know make connections and make relationships and 
is not just about you no know, hey like you know i'm doing this can you help me it's more about like you know forming symbiotic relationships like let's help each other because everyone you know we're all a community and we all you know use something from each other and it's just about you know the common goal is for us to all engage with more sport right so i yeah. feel like networking together and just reaching that goal together is so much easier when you like you said when you have those relationships and connections and i do think that this is a world where people want to make connections i feel like in some industries people are a little bit wary of making connections you know they don't really want to do all of that but i think in more sport like if you really try you will find people who want to make connections with you yeah i believe so i think we all love the same thing and so we all want to talk about the same thing i love how during the f1 weekends i I'm technically working, but I get to talk about what I love. So, it's just like meeting so many different people and you're still you're going to constantly be meeting people as you go up the ranks. It's just starting that when you're very young and having someone that you can look up to and be like, "Well, she made it or she did it this way, and I want to follow her footsteps." And I would just love to be that role model for the younger generation. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like like you said like mentorship is so important as well and i feel like you know you having that vision of saying like you know a few years from now that's what you want to focus on i think that's really important because yeah you're right like young girls just they just don't know and how would they know there is no clear path for them um and there's no you know like there's no like guidance there's no like set like yeah this is step 1 step 2 step 3 there's no like you know five step plan on how to be a successful female driver so mentorship is yeah something that would be i think really be welcomed in the community yeah it's just definitely a dream of mine i hope i can eventually after maybe a little bit more racing in like a higher level under my belt definitely give back to the community in that way oh i can't wait i'm so excited for that <laughs> Um so I have always admired your social media game and something that has struck me the most is that you make no apologies for yourself and especially for your feminine side. I think this is a very common it comes up a lot is that when many female drivers feel like they need to um conceal their femininity a little bit and you know just kind of hide it to be taken more seriously but I feel like you're very open about it you you're always like you know just very like a breath of fresh air almost um and i want to know you know in your experience do you think that female drivers are still subject to those kind of stereotypes where they you know people think that if you're a driver you will be more masculine or do you think it's coming down a little bit i think at the end of the day the way i look at it is we're all human beings we're all racers or we all love motorsport whatever it may be and i have never i think that's why it's kind of brought out in my social media is because i really try and be who i am on social media and really express that so i personally don't think that that stereotype is continuing as long as you are staying true to yourself maybe other drivers don't like that maybe other drivers don't like to do makeup or whatever it may be and i just i just show myself i show what i love um whether it be my outfit of the day or getting ready with me for the race track um i think it's just preference on whatever you like to show on social media i think some people do hold themselves back maybe a little bit in order to t- be taken seriously but i think if you prove yourself on the race track we're all racers i don't think that stereotype really needs to be continued yeah absolutely 
um I, yeah i yours i feel like your tiktok game is like so so <laughs> just like right there like on fleek if i may um it's oh, true like i think the more authentic you are the more you know if people can see that especially like if women can see that you are very much like yourself you know um yeah it is very clear that you know yeah i love i love pink and i'm not going to like apologize for it <laughs> yeah. yeah like i love that color the minute someone asked me like what do you want your race car pink mm-hmm. what what color do you want your helmet pink i've always <laughs> loved pink i've been dressed in pink since i was a year old like that color i just absolutely love it and i think it looks great on a race car too and people are like oh like they obviously know it's a girl in there and i'm like okay so right. <laughs> yep like that's perfect I don't care. Um, yeah. We're all racers. That's what I think is we're all race car drivers. What's I don't it doesn't matter what color the car is or mm-hmm. who's in it at the end of the day. Who, who is in the seat is a race car driver. 100%. The car doesn't know if you're male or female either. So true. So true. We need to find you a good like brand with a pink logo to be like your head sponsor now. <laughs> right. I know. I'm going to I'm going to look up pink brands after yeah this. like you can have like you know how roman roja has the yellow dhl car that would yeah. be so cool for you with like a pink car with like a pink logo company oh my god we just, need, we just need barbie at this point i would love that oh my god yeah the white logoing on a pink car perfect i'm fully visualizing this right now i'm gonna manifest this. okay <laughs> we can manifest this yeah i think everybody <laughs> start manifesting yeah so you have driven different types of cars in your racing career already so i'm curious to know how do you adapt your driving style to the different series and these different like technical aspects of each series i think since i was younger and running in off-road i always drew like a little four-wheeler razor um and driving my can-am around i but was able to like read terrain a little like different like that's not what you really have to read on a a road course um so I think that kind of just helped having that dirt and that road when I was young um really be able to adapt quickly um I love getting in different race cars and just being able to like really learn and be able to handle it as quick as possible I think since I haven't had a consistent, I haven't had the opportunity to be consistent in running up like formula four, formula three, formula two, formula one, like I haven't had a consistent path. So I really haven't had a choice to like be able to just get really good in one thing. I've been like, okay, here's a car, figure it out. You have a month. I'm like, okay, I guess, I guess I'll just figure it out. Um, Just having that mindset that I really want to be the best in whatever car I get in. And I've never been, like, down because I have to get in a different car because that's what the opportunity brought. I'm always, like, excited about what I'm driving, and I just want to be the best in this car because this is the opportunity that has came to me. Um, I think that always just, like, is good motivation to figure it out. I love just the whole technical side of things, learning how to drive a car differently, getting advice from your fellow competitors or listening to an engineer and being able to relay information um in karting I was always taught to like look at data and like okay when we make this change this is what happens to the data and I'm so grateful that was taught to me at like eight or ten years old because if I didn't have that I like it's crazy because when you get into formula four the data looks the same it's just on a bigger scale so having 
that super young and engraved in your head. It's so annoying when you're young and you have to go sit in the data room and listen and why you didn't qualify first and you're listening and you're like, okay, I'm just so over it. But it really does help in the long run um, being able to bring that to teams and be like, okay, I know what you're talking about. I know what that means, what you want me to do. I think I always also like trusted whoever I'm working with. I think that's a big thing in motorsports that also isn't really talked about is you have to trust your engineer and you have to trust your driver coach or else you're not going to want to do what they say on track. And so just having that trust relationship with different teams and some teams don't fit, some teams don't work and you don't have that with them. Um, I think that's super important to be able to be like, okay, what you say, I'm going to go relay on the racetrack and show you that either it worked or it didn't work. So it's just, it's definitely a lot of learning, but it helps in the long run for sure. I feel like you're exuding so much positivity right now. Where I'm not like, yeah, this no, this is stuck as a child, but it's actually really good for you in the long term. And I always yeah. get a new challenge with like excitement because not everybody has that, you know. I, I'm really loving this positive energy you're bringing to me this Tuesday <laughs> afternoon. Thank you. Yeah, I try and always. I feel like I'm just a very positive person and always look at the, like, what can you take from it? Everything happens for a reason mm-hmm. and I'm put in this situation for a reason so I just always want to look at the positives and that's all you can do really or you're just gonna go downhill um it's just a big it's a big part of motorsports because there's a lot of highs and there's a hot a lot a lot of lows so you always got to stay positive or you're just gonna stay low yeah I'm a very, very true believer that everything happens for a reason and like everything is kind of meant to be so yeah I, I agree with that. And I, I think that you know, just having a nice solid team with you is, like you said, is important for you to translate on track, but also to be with you during your highs and your lows. You know, no one can go through those kinds of things alone. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Before this turns into a spirituality podcast, <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, we're going to do our fun little rapid fire section before we wrap up. So, this okay. is the section we do like fun little questions that don't really have anything to do with racing. Although there is, I think, one racing question I'm going to ask you. But just to have fun with it and just tell us, like, why you picked that answer. Okay. Okay. So, question number one. What is your go-to travel essential, considering you travel, like, most days out of the year? My go-to travel essential is definitely a portable charger that's solar. Hmm. I cannot travel without that thing just because the content side of things. I'm always working on emails for racing. My phone is going to die. So I have a solar powered one that I absolutely love. Um, it, it charges in the sun, so I don't have to charge it. It's not another thing I have to charge. Um, and it works so great. Wait, I, hold on. I am obsessed with this because I, I think I need this, but I did not know that I need this. <laughs> When I was in Miami, oh my God, like I was dying because I also had a very old phone and it would just keep dying on me. Although Miami had like really good, those charging stations, those were fantastic. But I still had to like walk to them and get them. I didn't want to leave a session in the middle, but I still wanted to, you know, create content. It was, it was a bit of a challenge. I think this is, this is what I need now. It is. It is 100%. I'm a, I am a stan. I need them to sponsor me because I love <laughs> my solar power. I don't even know the name, which is so bad, but I just love it so much. I'll have to link it on my storefront or something. I think I got it off Amazon. 
Yeah, okay. I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna message you after this because I need a link to this because I yes. genuinely I need this. I really need this. Right. Um, all right. Second question is very simple, very chill. What's your favorite TV show? Gossip Girl for sure. Oh my god, we are so meant to be. <laughs> Gossip Girl is my favorite. I remember I was in Formula Four and I was racing in Texas at Circuit of the Americas. During the Formula One weekend, um, we were a support race. I think it was 2019. Um, I did one of the truck tours, which now I host. Um, We take people on semi-trucks, and it's about 50 to 100 people. And we give them, like, a track tour. And I was a guest on one. And they asked me that question. And the whole truck was like, wait, is she being serious? And I'm like, yes. Gossip Girl is the best. What oh I've watched it like eight times. <laughs> if you know, you know. It is truly an iconic piece of television. It will I feel like it's one of those shows that will stand the test of time. Like I will make sure my children watch that TV show. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's been around since like 2007 and it's still so popular and everyone knows it. Um I also love Blake Lively, so I think that's a another yeah. reason. She's just really an icon in just as a celebrity. Um so I just I just love that show. It's so great. Yeah, it is. It's an iconic show. And I think that's, yeah, I love that one. And, and also, I live in New York. So I feel like I, if I do, I'm very compelled okay. to like, <laughs> yeah. honestly, even when I walk down the street, sometimes you'll just see one of the buildings that was in Gossip Girl. It's like, it's never out of my mind. That show is always in my brain. It always is. Yeah. Um, all right. Last question is a little bit racing related. So I know you attend a lot of races in general. So I want to know, out of like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, what is your favorite day during the race weekend? My favorite day, I want to say, is Friday. I think qualifying is so interesting and so fun because you never know what's going to happen. And that's like predicting the rest of the weekend. Um, That energy around that day, I think like everyone loves race day, right? But qualifying is just like, there's something about the energy and everyone watching and everyone's like, oh my God, who's going to finish where? Especially in like Formula One, qualifying is the most exciting for me. Um, And I just love everyone pushing to their absolute max and trying to get that fast lap. It's just so fascinating to me. So I would pick Friday for sure. Yeah, I'm the same. I love quali. Quali is my, I prefer quali to race day. This is like one of my hot takes. Um, and F1, like quali is usually on Saturday. So Saturday is the day I'm like hooked onto my laptop. I have my laptop on. I have my TV on. I have like the data set up on my laptop. I have the race like set up yeah. on, my, on my television. And I am like in the zone because I feel like with F1 on Sundays, the races, you know, if it's not a fun track, they can be a little bit boring. But yeah. quali is never boring. Yeah, qualifying day, it's always great. I forget that in F1, it's on Saturday. Mm -hmm. But in, like, our, like, young racing series, it's on Fridays usually. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So it's just, like, qualifying day is just the best. Yeah, I agree. Even, I think, even F1 Academy, I'm not sure about F2 and F3, probably, but I think even F1 Academy, it's split between Friday and Saturday, depending on the track. So, I don't know. Yeah. So great. Well, thank you so much, Zoe, for joining me today. This has been so, so oh. fun. I just felt like I was talking to a friend the entire time. Yes. Um, so thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate you taking the time. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. I had so much fun. Before we hop off, do you want to tell everybody where they can find you, maybe your socials? 
Yeah, so you can find me at Zoe Racing on all platforms. I do YouTube videos, TikToks, Instagram posts, across all platforms at Zoe E Racing. Amazing. Thank you so much and thank you everyone for tuning in. Thank you.